Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast, and thanks for joining us. We hope this encourages you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective on how God is actively moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Open your Bibles with me to, you guessed it, Romans 12 2. We've been hanging out here for a few weeks, and... Um, this is going to be the last week. Somebody said, I didn't know we could talk for three weeks about a, a one little tiny verse. But it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And in this passage, we find the answer to one of the most probing questions every single one of us have at some point in our life. What is the will of God? How many of you need to know the will of God in some areas of your life right now? Let me see. Anybody but me? The rest of y'all are lying. I know we have scripture to guide us, but if we're going to be brutally honest, like scripture doesn't speak to every single little detail of our lives. It doesn't tell us which major we should pick in college. I sure wish it did. How many of you wish it did? Right now, yeah, I know some of you are like, man, I, shoot, I wouldn't have $50,000 of debt right now if I had known. It doesn't tell us whether to go to college or not go to college, which is possible and is okay. It didn't tell us which house to pick, whether we should get that quaint little home out in the country or we should live in the city. It doesn't tell us if we should plant Bermuda or centipede. I say Bermuda, but that's what it's okay. Doesn't tell us whether to go with an SUV or a truck or a economical type car. The truth is this though, that you can know God's will for your life in every single area of your life. And the scripture tells us that you can. It requires two things though, that we don't conform to the world and we be transformed. You've heard me say it a lot. If this is your first time, this is, this is the first time you've heard it. But I'm gonna say it because it's a truth that echoes from Genesis to Revelation. God's will is not a destination where you just pull up and you breathe this sigh of relief and you're like, oh, everything is it's so easy because I'm in the will of God. God's will is someone you become. The Bible teaches us that God's word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. And in the historical context in which that was written, they didn't have 5,000 lumen LED flashlights. They had oil lanterns. So you imagine right now when you're seeking out the will of God for your life, you've got an oil lantern that is really just illuminating the next couple of steps, but not shining forward 10,000 steps down the road. When somebody comes to me with their five or their 10 year plan, I kind of chuckle because I had a five year plan too. And then it changed. And then my mind took over and I imagined what it would look like. And then guess what happened? It changed again. And then guess what happened? It changed again. And then just when I knew what was going to happen next, guess what happened? No, I changed. And realized God's will is not a destination. 
It's someone you become. I firmly believe that if God showed you his exceedingly abundantly in your life, many of us, it would scare us to death. You know that he'll give us above, beyond what we can ask or even think. This morning, I want to let you know God's will for your life. Some of us, we, we're, asking for, we're asking certain questions to God. And, and, and through scripture, he's telling us, dude, you're not even asking the right questions. We're still in a phase in life, many of us, where we don't know what we don't know. And we want to know what's next and God's not telling you what's next because he's still working on you in this season of life. Scripture says if we want to know the will of God, if we want to know the will of God, there's not 10 steps to knowing the will of God. Now, I can tell you this. If you'll go home and you'll Google, how do I know the will of God? I promise you, you're going to find a lot of articles. There's going to be three steps, five steps, seven steps, 10 steps. I guess God got confused. Scripture teaches us right here. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what's good, what's most satisfying, and what is perfect. Anybody remember your first car? Yeah. Mine was a 1989 Jeep Cherokee, cream colored. I turned 16 and... 1999. Some of y'all are like, dude, you're old, and the rest of you are like, shut up. <laughs> and the rest of you that are around my age, now you're starting to think of all the number one hits back in the day. Regulators. Mount up. It was a clear black. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. But I had the 19, no, it was 85, 1985 Jeep Cherokee cream. It had blue vinyl, but all my friends thought it was leather, and I just went along with it. <laughs> you would armor all that joker, and then you'd be going down the road, and you'd mash the brakes, and everybody would slide out from underneath their seatbelts. It didn't last long, and then I got a 1993 green S10 pickup with the extended bed. It was a little disproportional. But then I had the privilege of driving a 1989 Burgundy Astro van. I was beating them off with sticks. They saw me riding down the road with that joker. Anybody know anything about the Astro vans? I've got this little thing where the, over time, like evidently they didn't paint the hoods right. And so the heat of the engine causes the paint to just crack away. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If you see a 1989 Burgundy Astro van, I promise you the whole hood's you're going to see metal, Okay. You know, I had great plans. I had great destinations for that van. I wanted to take it to the beach loaded with all of my friends. But even though I knew where it was going, the van won't ready. <laughs> we, we're, we're God's vehicles on this earth. But he can't, he can't take you where he wants to take you until he, he makes you who he wants to make you. God's will will change you. Amen. And if it doesn't change you, it's not God's will because it's his will that you be changed. Amen. I want you to get that. 
Some of us were praying and we're seeking God's will for things in our lives and we're waiting for this, this easy road. But as you start walking down that easy road, you feel a level of discomfort because you know it's not God's best for your life. God's best for our lives is always going to change us. We will always be actively rejecting the world while our minds are being transformed because they're being renewed. And then we will know the will of God. The word transformation is the same word where we get our word metamorphosis from. In other words, that cute little caterpillar that's eating all your plants. Y'all can tell I'm a little bit bitter about this. Everybody loves butterflies. I don't like to see them flying around my garden though. I'll take the honeybees all day, but them caterpillars, I'll sick my chickens on them in a second. But if you can just wait and you can see that caterpillar wrap up in a cocoon, a cocoon and then what comes out of that, it looks a little bit like it used to, but yet it's something completely different. What used to crawl on its belly is now flying around with a brand new perspective on life. When he talks about being transformed, he's talking about taking the old you and bringing you into a whole new realm. A whole new perspective. And then and only then can you know the will of God. You're not going to know God's will slithering around on your belly. Because God's perspective is a lot higher up than that. But how are we transformed? By the renewal of our minds. That is God's tool for transforming us. So if you really want to know God's will for your life, how many of you want to know God's will for your life? Good, half of the church. If you desire to break out of the mold that the world is trying to use on you, if you long to be transformed from the inside out and from the outside in, and if you want to break out of your to-do list Christianity, my sister right here told me this morning she couldn't wait to get to church. My prayer has actually been that the people of this church start feeling that way. They can't wait to get together for their respite from the world to praise and to worship and to learn with the body of believers. And my prayer is this, is that the unsaved walk in these doors and they watch online. They'll see how much we genuinely love God and how much we genuinely love others. And how we love on each other. And they'll say, dag on, I want some of that. And the Holy Spirit would start pulling the blinders off their eyes. And they would see themselves as the sinners that they are in need of a Savior. Because that's what we need. You've heard it said before. If we needed a scholar, God would have sent a scholar. If we needed an athlete... He would have sent an athlete, but we needed a savior. So we sent Jesus and just the coming of Jesus completely bombshelled the minds of people. They even said, what can come out of little rinky dinky Bethlehem? You can see all through scripture and and we are so privileged to read scripture that doesn't hide the issues that, that, that the saints had. 
And we can look at somebody like James and John, nicknamed Sons of Thunder. That's in scripture. I didn't just make it up. It's not WWF or WCW Nitro or anything like that. That is in scripture. I promise. We can see somebody like James and John who literally go to Jesus and are like, hey, uh, well, their mom did and then they were behind it. Like when, you, when, uh, when all this stuff breaks down, like, can I sit at your left hand and you sit at your right hand? That whole saying, there's no such thing as a dumb question. It's a lie from the pits of hell. <laughs> you students, can I tell you something? There is a such thing as a dumb question. I used to ask them all the time to get my teacher off track. <laughs> it was all part of a ploy. But what God does in our, in our minds, in our, in our lives, he as we are, we're, we're not conforming to the world. You see, because the answer to not conforming to the world is not as simple as not conforming to the world. Does that make sense? It's like one thing that tells teenagers, hey, listen, you guys, I don't want you drinking. I don't want you going to parties. Don't do drugs. Don't have sex before you're married. And they look around at their friends and they're like, well, dad, what's there left to do? Y'all forget what it was like to be a teenager, right? I know all you men, you've got your hormones under control now that you're older, right? I'll, I'll come back up on the stage, sorry. <laughs> the answer is that God didn't save you to sit in neutral and reject the old. He saved you to put you in drive and to be transformed. And as he is transforming you by the renewal of your mind, it is causing you to reject the ways of the world. But why do I spend an entire week like we did last week talking about rejecting the patterns of this world? Because our, my people are killed for their lack of knowledge. They, we need to know that this world has a way of, of molding us into these shapes, into these, these patterns. And we have to actively reject the patterns of this world. And we have to actively cooperate with, wait, cooperate with the Holy Spirit. I couldn't just leave it untouched. Y'all would have been laughing for five minutes. Get it out of your system. One, two, three. It's over. Okay. We have to actively cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And transform. Now, some of you, maybe you come from more reform type backgrounds. And you're, you're like, oh no, you're robbing God of his glory. I am not robbing God of his glory. I didn't say that we do it. I said, we just copper, cooperate with the Holy Spirit. I can't talk. God renew my mind right now. So we are transformed by the renewal of our minds. Ephesians 4.23, Paul goes into a little bit more detailed and he says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. What in the world does that even mean? No, my mind had a spirit. It's not just information we need, it's transformation. Do you see the difference? Just imagine, because I know a lot of people are like, no, education is key. It is not the key. I'm sorry. It's important, but it's not the key. You can learn, uh, uh, and, and those of you who, who have real jobs and not theoretical jobs, some of you will get that. You have real jobs where you do real things. 
You know that you can have all the book sense in the world, but if you don't know how to apply it in a real life situation, you ain't going to get nowhere. And it's the same thing with the word of God. You can have all this information, but if you're rejecting and quenching and irreverencing the spirit of God that has the ability to turn information into a revelation that causes a transformation in your life, you're not going to be changed. But that's how we know the will of God. By cooperating with the spirit of God to change our minds into someone who can handle what God has for us. Just imagine, for those of you who still think that information's the key, just imagine if we had this thing where we could go anytime we wanted to. Like, imagine we had these little devices that could connect to this like massive grid of information. Imagine that. Imagine if we could just make people smarter. What would happen? We would come up with elaborate ways to to market women's bodies. That's what we would do. We would come up with creative ways to traffic children. That's what we would do. We would come up with new ways to slander and gossip and stir up dissensions in the house of God. That's what we are doing. We have every single bit of information at our fingertips, but yet crime is going up, not down. Why? It's not information we need. It's a transformation that we need because our minds have a spirit. Our minds have this thing called a mindset. You can have the same amount of information as this dude over here, but have two different mindsets and everything will be completely different. Our minds, it doesn't just take on knowledge. It has a perspective on that knowledge. Our minds have an opinion. Our minds don't just engage in conversation, but it has a bent on the conversation. It has a way of doing things. It has a mindset. And that's what the Spirit of God is is changing. This is how we are transformed. So lucky for you, how are we transformed? If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, the Bible teaches us in Titus that the Holy Spirit is the agent of renewal of our minds. But as a believer... The same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead now lives in you. And there's even more to be had through the baptism of the Holy Spirit and through subsequent fillings of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the agent of renewal. Now the Holy Spirit renews our minds in two ways. He renews them from the outside in. Now we, I know you hear the phrase inside out and I use it a lot. And we need to be renewed from the inside out. But the Holy Spirit also renews us from the outside in. What do I mean by that? This is what I mean. By the things that we ingest, that we see with our eyes and we hear with our words, our minds are either being transformed by the renewal of our minds, our lives are being transformed, or they're being conformed to this world. 
I don't think I really have to point it out that what we watch and what we listen to really affects our minds. I, part of me sometimes, I, I've always, I get so hung up on this and I feel like I just, I need to give you guys something so enlightening and empowering to walk to, but I'm just gonna, I, I gotta keep bringing it down because it's what the Spirit has given me to tell you, we can't keep watching and listening to the junk and expect the Holy Spirit who we give 10 minutes of the day to change us into the person God wants us to be. And yes, it's going to mean that you take a stand. It's going to mean that we walk out of the movie theater because it was a little bit too mm, for us. He changes us from the inside out, from the outside in. The Holy Spirit will expose us to the truth of God. Are you guys ready for it? Reading your Bible. Our minds are renewed by reading our Bible. I don't know that I said our minds are renewed by reading our Bible. Our minds are renewed by the reading of Bible-based books. Not books about God, but Bible-based books. There is a difference. When you pick up a book that claims to be Christian and there's no scripture in it whatsoever, put it back down as fast as you can. Our minds are renewed by listening to Christ-centered sermons, not sermons that are centered on our works and what we need to do to fix us, but sermons that are centered on what Christ did on the cross for us. Our minds are renewed by singing Christ-exalting songs. Our minds are renewed from the outside in by having real conversations with other believers. <laughs> Man, I thought you were gonna break out something just big this Sunday. Like I could go meditate or something for like five seconds a day and listen to a certain song and then my mind would be renewed. I'm sorry, it's the same old boring formula. But praise God, it works. Why? Are we renewed by ingesting the right kinds of things? As we spend time hearing the words of God, digesting them, meditating on them, our minds are renewed because we become attuned to the voice of God. On our tiny little farm, I can be working and I can hear this word, Daddy! Sorry. (laughs) And because I've heard daddy so long, I can tell you who needs me. Because I've spent time looking them in the eyes and having conversations. I know what their voice sounds like. Until we got this goat that sounded just like one of my kids. (laughs) Caitlin and I will look at each other like, is that justice or is that that goat? She's like, hold on one second. We're like, oh yeah, that's the goat actually. Just tore my illustration all to pieces, didn't it? You know, but the other day, Justice and I were walking down the driveway and we were going to get, 
We have a long driveway. We were going to get the, the, uh, take the trash can to the road. And on the way there, um, like I usually just hook it to the four-wheeler and just zoom down there. Yeah. And uh, so Justice wanted to walk with me, and we're walking down there to get the trash can. And on the way down there, he starts like chuckling. And he says, hey, look. And I said, what? He said, look at our legs. And I was looking at our legs. I was like, they're short. Yep, they are. <laughs> and he said, no, look at our legs. He said, I'm not even thinking about it. I said, what are you, what are you not thinking about, Justice? By the way, if y'all don't know this, poor fella, he's a lot like me. And he's, he's trying to build up this suspense and this climatic thing. He's trying to preach to me is what he's doing. And I'm like, what is it, Justice? What are you talking about? He's like, I'm not even thinking about it. I said, what are you not thinking about? He said, just look down, look at our legs. What do you see? And I said, I, I don't know. Oh, I said, oh. He said, dad, we're walking in the same stride. He said, look. He said, I didn't even think of doing it. He said, but just walking beside you, I just started, I just caught on to your timing. What if that's what it was like? That is what it's like. When we spend time listening to the voice of the world and walking with the world, we start walking like the world. We start talking like the world. We start smelling like the world. By the way, you're going to smell like the well you're drinking from. Thank you, Brother Nelson. I repeat stuff people say. I don't even preach anything original in this pulpit. It's just stuff. I, I, I told Lisa all the time. She comes by the church. She'll say something to me, and I'll be like, you know what I'm going to tell people? I'm going to tell people the Spirit of God gave that to me. I'm going to claim it as original. And it ain't a lie because he gave it to you, and he told you to tell me, so then he gave it to me. But as we walk and we get attuned to the voice of God, we start walking in stride and doing his will becomes a second nature to us. Because we're walking with him. So he doesn't just change us from the outside in. Thank God he changes us from the inside out. He breaks the hardened heart that keeps us from seeing God for who he is. This is a work that only he can do. That's why we will not, we must not, and we can't not at Bethel Church quench the Spirit of God. Amen. That's why we must not and we can't not quench the Spirit of God at our dinner tables. Amen. But expect this. Expect your perspective to be changed. Expect that your opinion will be changed. When is the last time you had a paradigm shift of thinking about something that you were seeking the Lord for? Count the number of days. That's how close or how far you are to the will of God. Kayla and I were hanging out with a marriage therapist one time. Oh yeah, by the way, we've been to a marriage therapist. Praise God. When you got a lot of kids and you do a lot of life, sometimes you need a little extra help. Amen. And uh, the therapist was like, Daniel. I'm like, what? <laughs> you need to listen for the hurt. I'm like, listen for the what? 
I was like, but she's saying this. And they're like, no, that's not what she's saying. Yeah, it is. I got it recorded right here. Facts, 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 facts. She's, what's she going to say you're saying? I'm like, no, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. She, the therapist said, listen for the hurt. And I have never been given a better piece of advice because I have been attacked by a lot of people since I got that advice. And what used to tick me off, now, let me just chair real quick. What used to tick me off because I was looking at them head on, Spirit of God will just shift you over here and you'll see what's behind them. What traumatic events in their life have led them to speak in that way? What things you've said and done in the past that you've already forgotten and asked forgiveness that are still being brought up by the flesh as a reminder to, to remind them what the enemy wants them to believe about them? Anybody ever been flicked off before in the vehicle, right? What do you do? This is what we do. We're, God, give me your will. and God, give me your will. I want your will in my life, God, about my kids, about my finances. And then you're riding down the road. You're just singing your worship music. Oh, God, I need your will. I need your will. And then, then somebody, and it's, it's their own fault, and they just give you the, that good old middle finger. And what do you do? No, you see it, you see, liars. Or did I say that? You're, you're seeing it straight on. You're seeing it straight on. You're seeing the facts. And in, in the facts say they gave you the middle finger. Facts say they're just as mean as a devil. It's that old world. They must have voted Republican. The facts say something crazy about them, but then the Spirit of God will do something. So you were praying for the will of God and you got flicked off. Maybe what the Lord is trying to do in your heart right then in that moment is show you that you're not yet ready to know what the next step is because you're not the person yet that can handle the next step. And so the spirit of God will transform you by the renewal of your mind. He'll shift that perspective around. I wonder what that person went through this morning. I wonder if they buried their dog of 13 years this morning. I wonder if, I wonder if they're going through a nasty divorce right now. I wonder if they lost somebody. I wonder if they just came from the doctor's office with a diagnosis. I could go over countless scenarios like this. But the Spirit of God, He will transform you by the renewal of your mind. And you can become a person that sees more like God sees, thinks more like God thinks. That's how we're going to know the will of God. Because it's not just knowing the will of God, it's having a mind that actually wants to do the will of God. Because what good would it do to him for him to bring you to the door and you refuse to walk through it? It's not just information. It's even more than revelation. It's transformation. 
We must cooperate, though, with the Holy Spirit. He's not going, there's a bunch of bad theology that he's just going to hijack you and make you do all these things that you don't want to do. You must cooperate. Is God sovereign? Yes. Do you have a free will? Yes. They're not at odds with each other. You must cooperate with the Spirit of God to, to have your mind renewed from the outside in, from the inside out. I've been accused of being brainwashed before. Anybody ever been accused of being brainwashed? And my question to people that accuse me of being brainwashed is this. Why don't you try it out? Thank God my brain has been washed because it was dirty. It was filthy. I think all kinds of crazy things. It's jacked up, messed up. Y'all quit acting like y'all are super saved and like you ain't thought some messy stuff already this morning. I got out of the car this morning. Lord, help me. My wife and I have been trying to do this thing. We've been trying to ride. We, we get her early. So it's hard to get a bunch of little kids out the door. But we've been trying to do this thing lately where we all ride to church together regardless. And it's nice. <laughs> In theory, isn't it, honey? In, in theory. But like, I, I got, I'm, a, I'm a victim of a, I'm a victim. Look at me being victim mentality. I have a one track mind sometimes, all the time. And uh, so we had a few disagreements on the way here. <laughs> and I was so certain that they were Caitlin's fault. If we weren't on Facebook Live, I'd tell some of y'all to shut up right now. <laughs> but I'm not going to. I was so certain they were Caitlin's fault. And so then I got out of the car, and my little man purse was in the back. <clears throat> so I go back there, and I, I, I grabbed the hatch, and I mashed the little automatic hatch button, you know. And Daniel can't wait two seconds for the hatch to open up. There's one little crack at the bottom of the hatch and I'm doing this. And then in my impatience, I grab the handle and pull up on the door to make it go faster, but I mash the sensor again. And I got drilled and it hurt. And your pastor <laughs> referenced animal excrement <laughs> really loud. And then right after I said that, I immediately realized I was at church <laughs> and I swung around and looked and then I yelled at Caitlin, not at yell, I just said, can you get that remote control out of your hand? I think you just closed that on my head. <laughs> Knowing good and well, I had done it. So I march into the church, ready to preach my message on being transformed by the renewal of your mind. 
literally still thinking it was Caitlin's fault that I had a well on the side of my head. And I got up here during the pre-worship thing. I don't know if you guys noticed, but they get here about two hours early and they have their own time of worship. At 7.45, when they've practiced and rehearsed, they have their own little time of worship. And I got up here and I was standing beside Will and I was just still in my righteous indignation standing right here. Lord, what is your will for this church? And it was as clear as that. Daniel, my will is that your mind be transformed. <laughs> and out of nowhere, I mean, it, it was like, it was literally, I felt so dumb because it was like, I mean, I might as well have been walking around this morning blindfolded. I won't see nothing for what it was. I won't see anything for what it was. I had the wrong mindset, the wrong, wrong opinion. I had the wrong attitude. And it took me getting whacked upside the head to be reminded that my mind still needs to be renewed. If you want to know God's will for your life, how many of you do? It's plain as the back of your hand. Don't conform to the world. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And then, and then by testing, you will be able to discern what is the will of God. It is not a place where you arrive. It is a person you become. And lucky for you, the change agent is in you and because we've praised his name this morning, he's actually in here in a whole different sense of being here. He's in here in a way, or he's in your home right now if you're watching on live, in a way that you can actually feel him. And wherever he is, when we cooperate, said it right that time, we are changed. Will you stand with me right now? I need to be brutally honest with you. This morning, <clears throat> if you're here and you're not, you're not following Jesus Christ, if you're not saved, you do not have the Spirit of God living inside of you. You don't have the change agent. So to seek the will of God as an unsaved person is gonna lead you to one door and one door only. And that's this, will you give your life to Him? Will you open up and will you let Him come in? Will you make Him not just your Savior, but, but your Master? You're here this morning, you do not know Jesus Christ. And for some reason, something that was said, what happens is the Holy Spirit will take the Word of God that builds faith and He'll just pull the blinders off of your eyes. That's the first thing that has changed. God gives you a brand new mindset and then He keeps changing it throughout your life. But you hear this morning, you say, I'm not saved. I'm not following Jesus and I want to be saved. Will you just slip up your hand right now and wave it at me? Say, that's me. I'm not following Jesus, but I feel the Spirit of God convicting me, tugging at my heart, telling me it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time. Is that anybody anywhere? 
If you're online, you can make a note in the comments. Anybody? All right. What that means is this. That means we have a really big army standing here right now. How many of you need your mind to be transformed? How many of you are already seeing some ways that you have what uh, our founding pastor used to call stinking thinking? Anybody? Yeah, me too, me too. I want us to close our eyes. I want us to lift our hands right now. Pastor Blake, will you lead us in a song of worship? And I, I just want you to make a declaration to the Spirit of God. Maybe you've never done this before. I want you to tell him, hey, I am willing, I will co cooperate with you. <laughs> Still struggling. <laughs> I'm going to work with you on this. I know, come on, speak it out. I know you're the change agent. I cannot fix myself, but I want to work in partnership with you. Please renew my mind. Give me a different mindset. Give me a perspective shift change. I pray that you will root out traumatic events, root out lies, root out the fear the enemy has put in my life and replace it with faith. Transform me by the renewing of my mind and then show me your will for my life. Change me into the person that doesn't just know the will but wants to do the will of God. That we declare our dependency on you wait on you and while we wait while we wait we say we're going to work we're going to serve your table come on I want you to lift it up Blake, Pastor Blake sing a little bit louder sing the words of this song and I want us to actively just wait on the Lord we hope that you have been encouraged today and if you're looking for more information about who we are as a church you can visit us online at Bethelchurch.info be sure to join us again next week as we continue to grow together in God's Word.